Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fund Podcast. Today we are very lucky to have a very interesting guest with us. Please welcome Naron Tillman. Thank you for joining us, Naron. Thank you for having me today. So, Naron, tell us what, what has you passionate, what gets you excited and gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, what gets me excited is business. And, and my, my kids, I have three kids, and I've been married for 20 years. And um, just being able to make my own schedule, uh, I know that if I don't really put my feet to the floor, no one's going to come in with a, with a check. Yep. So um, <laughs> business makes me passionate, and people makes me passionate. Watching people's lives change. Ah, and how do you like to change people's lives? Well, I, I change people's lives through coaching. I'm a yoga instructor and mindfulness coach, and um, also through preaching. I'm a preacher by talking, podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Get, getting the good messages out there. Getting the good messages out there. <laughs> In all of the forums. <laughs> Well, and, and, and we need, we need these good messages. We need people to be talking about the good things that are going on and where do we want to see the world go? Not just like, yes, we need to deal with all the problems that we're dealing with now, but you can't fix a problem by just focusing on it. You have to be thinking about what are the solutions? What do I want it to look like when it's better? Yes. Yes. So who are, who are some of the people that you, that you really like that you're working with now that has you excited? Well, I work with um, a very cool guy named Eddie Stern. Uh, he's been, they call him the yoga instructor for the stars. He's my partner in our business um, called Urban Yogis. He was like, and working with him, I met Madonna, um, Gwyneth Paltrow. I've, I've done yoga with Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Sorry, you got to meet Madonna? Madonna's one of my heroes. <laughs> yes, I got to meet Madonna during Hurricane Sandy. Oh, <laughs> And and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I'm not starstruck, but she just had a presence about her. And it was like, oh, my God, Madonna. <laughs> everybody knows Madonna. Not everybody loves Madonna, but everybody knows Madonna. She is a powerhouse, a very yes. short little powerhouse, but a powerhouse. Yes, she, <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. So that was a great experience. But he's he's one of my um, – we started off as colleagues working yeah. in the streets and um, handing out food during – uh, Hurricane Sandy, which was a horrible um, time, mm-hmm. and we we worked together. Um, and he was building this program with Deepak Chopra and Erica Ford called Urban Yogis. Yep. And he asked me to come in as a mentor. 
not knowing that some years later I, I would actually be teaching yoga myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I like, so you guys met while you guys were handing out food after yes. Hurricane Sandy? See, yes. I, I love yes. that. You meet, you meet the best people when you're out volunteering and doing things and, and like I said, helping create the world that you want. Want, yes. I went to, I went out there. I had one case of water. Um, <laughs> And, and I didn't, and it was my community that I grew up in. So I wanted to do something and I would take the water up. My, my mother lived on the 13th floor. I would carry waters up to the old people, older um, people in her building who couldn't come down and get out. You must have ended up with some buns of steel climbing that many stairs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, I did. <laughs> and, um, and he had food, but he didn't know the community. Mm. I had water. And I knew the community. I had one case of water, actually. You start yeah. with what you have, where you are. Yeah, and I said, I, and, and when I got in the car, I said, I, I'm going to do something. I don't know what, but I'm going to do something. And um, I wound up meeting him, and, and it absolutely changed my life. Oh, I love, I love that. I absolutely love that. I live in uh, landlocked Alberta, so we don't have to deal with hurricanes. But I was actually in Washington, D.C. doing the Marine Corps Marathon for hurricanes. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was, it was quite the experience. You guys get some pretty wacky weather out there. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. It, it was, it was, it was, it was an experience. Seeing the people and hearing the people crying out was um, really, really heart-wrenching. But like you said, it ended up being one of the best experiences of your life because by going out with the intention of helping, you ended up meeting somebody that had a very positive impact on your life. Yes, and and that's what I find with this current situation. And I and I was thinking to myself in meditation the other day. I said, "Wow, it, Hurricane Sandy shifted my my life because I was in construction business and then I was learning the business of self help, and it's too." total different paradigms and then now during this COVID-19 me being in the house and being able to slow down I was able to really um shift some things um with the podcast and whatever what other things that I was doing but it, it took the these calamities to make us slow down and mm -hmm. sometimes when we're doing business we, we're so speedy and we want to just move and move and move and slowing down is very very helpful well, yeah, or, or I, I call it pulling up to get to get the higher higher view because we spend so much time working in our businesses and things like that that we don't have the time to work on it or we don't think we have the time. And things like us going through the COVID-19, and I know it's hit New York really bad. It's been interesting here, but like I've been I've been fully at home. I haven't seen a client face to face in three months but I'm well, still working and, and doing yes. things and having my, my family's home all the time because the kids have been home from school and my husband's a teacher and he's been fully teaching online and stuff. And it's, it's really changed the dynamic. And so many people are taking this time and looking at, okay, yeah, this sucks, but it's actually been some really good things. And how do I want it to look like when we go back to our new normal? Because we're never going to be the same as it was before lockdown. No. And, and some people are having a difficult time to shift. Mm -hmm. Um, like some, a lot of churches are suffering because they, I, I've always been one to push towards digital and some of them have pushed against digital. Um, and, and now they, they have to be thrusted into this, into this thing and they, and, and they've, 
um, been tricked to believe that having a Facebook live mean that they're doing digital ministry or digital work. <laughs> and it's just so much more <laughs> learning curve. Some people are going to get it faster than others, but than there's others. always a learning curve. What they need to be asking is they need to be asking like the eight year old members of the congregation. Yeah. How do we do this? Cause they're the ones that know. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Ask ask your average eight year old. They'll run circles around you on the digital stuff. Well, you know, are you learning about things like TikTok and Snapchat that as old people like like what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> so so it's been it's been uh it's been a season. It's been a really good season. And I I've met great people such as yourself. We get to talk about helping people and changing lives. It's it's been great. So what is what is your ultimate end goal like if you could go okay i have accomplished what i've set out to be what does that look like for you well my written goal is to help people who don't think about business start a profitable business um from from beginning turning their uh ideas or their dreams teaching them how to put it on paper going through the steps being credit ready, like just really coaching along the way and developing um, or giving them systems that they can develop their own business. Now, if they don't do it, they don't do it. Yeah. But um, you're introducing them to it. Yes. Yes. Because no one did that to me. I, as I told you during the pre-interview, um, I thought I was successful, but I knew nothing about business and I wound up losing everything and to um, have to bounce back from that, which in the end was a great learning for me um, because there was no reason why I should have had um, close to $300,000 in a, in a bank account with three partners and only one signature can be able to go sign money. <laughs> oh, those, 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 those painful experiences. <laughs> and you're going, Oh yeah, <laughs> that hurts, but yeah. I won't make that mistake. So, so question. So you've been an entrepreneur for basically your adult life. What do your kids think of dad being such an entrepreneur? Like what are some of the things that they've said or the questions that they've asked? It's scary for them. Um, <laughs> Only because, again, we we have to create our commerce. Mm -hmm. You eat what you kill. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you eat what you get. Oh, you don't eat. Yeah. No yeah. one, no one's knocking on the door and bringing us anything. And um, the first time I had to really reinvent myself, uh, I had no kids. And in mm. the last two years, they they actually saw me create. I started my own church and I was doing other things, and they actually watched me with my own hands. And I would sit down and tell them like this is what we're doing. We're going to have to sacrifice here, but on the other side. And the other day, me and my, my son, who's seven, he's 16, he's going to turn 17. I just got him his first job working with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm teaching yoga online every day of the week, and mm -hmm. I got him an internship. And um, a paid internship, so yep. that's great. And, uh, he said, when you first started, I thought you was crazy. Well, you are, dear. You have you have to be crazy. You have to be, to be right? But it's a good crazy. If you weren't crazy, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> you wouldn't be driven. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, and, and and I just don't like the fact that somebody else can tell me what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. I, I like to be able to, to, to say this is how much I want to make, and this is what I have to do in order to get there. Yep. So watching him see me do that, now he's like, you know, I want to be a business owner, and I want to learn. 
and it was something that he came to on his own, not something that I forced him. Yeah. But he's he's watching. But by being around you and being actually to see the the inner workings and stuff, then they start opening up and 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 seeing the possibilities and and deciding that there's there's some that are are quite in for being business owners and self-employed because it excites them. And then others see it go, you know what? No, that's not really my thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not for me. I rather yeah. the, um, And it's okay. As long as you're a leader in whatever you do. Like we had to have a conversation about money um, the other day because we were walking and he said, uh, hey, I want to, um, I'm going to stack my money. And that's the language that young people use. Stack? I'm going to stack my money. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, not terminology I'm familiar with, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning he's going to have a lot of money off to the side, just oh, sitting there. Okay. And I and I said, um, why why would you want to stack your money and not and not invest it? He said, because you got to have something for a rainy day. And I said, well, if if things happen in your life that you have to go out and get one of those stacks immediately, then something is wrong. If you can't wait for two or three days to turn your investments liquid, then is something wrong. You should never be in a position where you have to just go out and make whatever kind of purchase or make that kind of financial decision because somebody say that they have a problem. If the problem can't wait a few days, then something's wrong. Yes. And there's there's different ways you you have your your different piles put in different places and mm-hmm. different ways for different purposes. Mm-hmm. Different purposes. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm I'm assuming that's your oldest son. Yes, my oldest son. Yes. So what are some of the questions or or, or comments or things that you're seeing with your younger two? My my daughter, she's very conservative. Like you'll never know if 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 she has or, ha- or doesn't have money. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps it fully under wraps, does she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's a smart girl. <laughs> you, you see her take it, but you don't know what she did with it. <laughs> And, and uh, the six-year-old, he just doesn't give. He doesn't have a care in the world. He just, uh-huh. he's just living. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just living. Life is good, Dad. Life is good. <laughs> yeah, is good. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 been a um, labor of love. Um, having three kids and and then being in in the house for the last three months, I've turned into a teacher, uh, a, a non-paid teacher. Yes. So, <laughs> we we do not pay our teachers enough. We don't. We don't. No, we, we don't. don't. We don't. <laughs> So, if we were to make sure that your kids fully grasped three lessons about money and business by the time they're out in the house, out of the house, and on their own, what three things do you want your kids to to fully understand and get? One, that your credit history is important. Okay. I I didn't learn that until I was older. Um, understanding your credit and and how to you how to leverage it both in business and in personal and how to separate the two um two that even if you're not running a business or even if you're not looking to profit in the business that they should all have corporations just for the tax benefits right if nothing else uh and three don't be afraid to take risk don't be afraid to invest don't be afraid to I mean, when I say take risks, I'm talking about knowing the details, not to go blindly. Educated but, risks, learning yes. learning what questions to ask and what the yes. answers actually mean and what are you trying to accomplish so that you can make calculated risks. Calculated risk, yes, calculated risk. Because I, I, I know a lot of people miss out on great deals because of fear. 
So I, I, I want them to, um, and we remove the fear with knowledge. So I want them to be knowledgeable of of what it what it is that they they have to do. Well, I don't think we ever get to fully remove the fear because we're human and it's always in there. But it's how how do you manage it and how do you tame it? Yes, yes, and that's that's very very important. How do we manage it? How do we tame it? And then how do we use it on the other side? Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, it was great having you on the show, Naran. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy day to uh, share with our listeners. No, no, thank you for having me. If anyone has any questions or um, anything, you can they can email me at Tillman at One Ministries dot Church. We're we're always looking to help, and we do life coaching and stuff like that. If whatever anybody needs, we're here. Well, that is very, very good, and we will also have the link to your website and all that up on the website as well for you. Oh, thank you very much, and you enjoy the rest of your busy day. I look forward to having you on my show, Walking Victory Podcast. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.